family. Welcome to People's Church Online. We are grateful to be with you this morning and share in the word of God with you. If you are new in this platform, the People's Church Online, when you look on your screen, you'll see a digital card that you must click. Click that uh, digital card and fill in the information that is required. The other thing is that as we welcome you, 
We also encourage you to share the link with families and friends. And everybody who's a new guest, we are happy to be with you. We believe it's an appointment of God with you and we would like to share with you in the house of the Lord. Family, that, let's start and begin by sharing from the word of God today to encourage one another. And the scripture for today is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Uh, I want to thank God this morning for the word of God to remind us that now that we are in Christ, we are new creatures. Once the spiritual reawakening has happened in our lives, we cannot be the same. The word of God gives us new being, new characteristics, new behaviors, new spirit. We, we become reborn. We become like a people who've just been born. When a baby is born, that baby is like, you know, nothing, nothing wrong with the babies because the baby has just been uh, born. So as children of God, we are advised that once the spiritual reawakening has taken place, we cannot be the same. We will have uh, this fru the fruit of the Spirit. We'll be obedient. The Word of God will guide us to be kind, to have self-control, uh, to be honest, to be loyal, to be humble, you know, to love one another, to forgive one another where heads have happened. So this morning, as, as we have heard the previous two weeks, the message that came to us was about being unfettered, unfettered by fear, unfettered by unbelief, and unfettered by curses. How are we going to claim uh, those benefits as children of God? Yes, we come to the second scripture that guides us. And then the second scripture is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17. It reads thus, be unceasing and persistent in prayer. As we've started the year in fasting and prayer, the word of God encourages us that we must continue in prayer. Other verses say, pray, other version says, pray without ceasing, because that's the only way that we can immerse ourselves in the presence of the Lord, talk to our Lord, communicate, because if we are not praying, nothing of those uh, that, that we are teaching will materialize in our life. And, uh, prayer is every child of God's lifeline. And prayer and fasting at the beginning of the help us to start our year with a spiritual reawakening to com communion and communicating with God. Uh, let's pray, family. Father, we thank you for your gift we thank you for giving us your son, Jesus. Through him, we became reborn. We became reclaimed and reconnected to your throne in Jesus' name. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending Christ on earth, having us in mind. Father, we worship you. We pray that as the year begins, 
we receive, Heavenly Father, your gift of life through Christ. We receive your gift of redemption and forgiveness. We thank you, Lord, for all the benefits that you are giving us. Even as we start the year, Father, we invite you in the name of Jesus to be with us and the presence of the, of the Holy Spirit in our lives to comfort, Lord, to encourage, to anoint, to empower us, to enable us to do as your word tells us to do, to continue being reborn, mighty God, reading your word, living in your word, mighty God, and praying without ending and praying without ceasing. I pray for all my brothers and sisters out there who are watching. Father, I pray for a blessing. I pray for a spiritual awakening. I pray for your love, Lord, to surround them and every one of us. In Jesus' name, we thank you for protection. We thank you for your guidance. Even this morning, Mudimuarona, our hearts are grateful. We exalt your name on high in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Can we warm up this place with our shout of joy? Hallelujah, hallelujah. We deserve the praise and the worship. We'll try our best to give to God a 2022 praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. to sing it together. Come on, come on. Come together, sing. Done everything for me. 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 Everything for me, done 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 everything for me,
don't speak in vain. Don't speak in vain. No syllable empty your voice. Yeah. You speak once, Lord. Once you've spoken. Nature and science. You follow the sound of your voice. Of your voice. And then you Be the name of the Lord. Be the creatures that your Once more, family, 
It is that time of giving and offering. Uh, as we decide how we are going to give and how much we are going to give, we are going to encourage each other from the word of God. Second Corinthians is our scripture, chapter 9, verse 6. Let's read. Remember that the person who plants few seeds will have a small crop. The one who plants many seeds will have a large crop. Verse 7, you should each give then as you have decided, not with regret or out of a sense of duty. For God loves the one who gives gladly. And God is able to give you more than you are able to give, more than you need, so that you will always have all you need for yourself and more than enough for every good cause. Family, this morning, we're encouraged to give gladly. Other versions says we give generously, we give with open hearts, and when we are generous, we give generously, the word of God is clear. It says you will be blessed uh, generously. You remember when Pastor Morkel was here, he taught us about it is written. It is written in the word that the cheerful giver will be blessed generously. And it is also written that it must not be out of duty. The word of God teaches us that we give out of love, out of the love of our Father, out of the love of God, for he gave us so much. Uh, we know as Christians, we know we are here because God gave us the most treasure in his life, his only son. So we can only give with love what he has given uh, back to us. And giving, uh, the, uh, and giving as Christians, the Bible uh, teaches us when we give, we, tr we give trusting in the Lord. We've, we, we've got hope, we've got faith in God. We trust God with our resources and we trust God with his provision in, in our lives. We do that, the act of love, believing that God will be blessed. We have heard once more the previous, go, uh, the previous weeks about we are unfettered from fear, from unbelief, and from curses. And whilst we are free from all those things, what else can we give to God than to give what he has given us in that freedom? So I encourage each and every one to give out of love, to give what we are able to give. Once more, there's also some more giving. The giving in person, giving physically, giving your time, giving your talents, giving your skills, giving from the gifts that the Lord has blessed you with already. We've got different ministries. We cannot overemphasize that. And we need capacity. We need people who will give, who will give their time, who will give their skill. We've got the worship team, those who are vocally skilled. Uh, we had over and over. Uh, they need uh, people 
to come and join. We've got three teams in the service, in, uh, uh, doing the service in the church. We call them frontline teams. We've got the yellow team, a purple team, and a green team. In all those uh, teams, we need more capacity. We need willing people to join. We've got Sunday school. We've got children's church. We need capacity. We need people who will give their time in service of the Lord. So as we give, let's pray God to open our eyes and enable us through the Holy Spirit to be able to choose where we can serve. As we are going to give, the card is on the screen whilst you are looking. There are banking details for, for you to deposit and there are also on the, on the links that we, sh we, shared, we shared about uh, when we do the welcoming, you can click the, the ministry that you want uh, to be involved with and you will be contacted. We encourage you to participate in the house of the Lord in Jesus' name. And the Lord has promised it is written. He will bless us generously in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we exalt your name on high. We thank you, mighty God, this day and this time. We thank you for all that you've blessed us with. Father, make in us good steward, faithful steward for all that you've blessed us in with so that, mighty God, we can give. We can give back to your service. We can give back to building your kingdom. Open each and everyone's arms, each and everyone's ears, each and everyone's life, mighty God, to be open to giving in the house of the Lord, in all circumstances that needs help, in taking care of the needy, in taking care of amenities, in keeping the lights open, and the, light, the doors open and the lights on in your house. Father, we thank you. We exalt your name on high. We thank you, mighty God, for this day. We thank you that we've made it so far. Mighty God, we thank you. We say, Abba, Father, we glorify your name for each and every one in your house. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Let us stand and proclaim the victory. Hallelujah. See me lapa.
restless at night, at night. See me love, Church family. Welcome to People's Church News. I am Gamrola Moloko and here's what's happening in the life of the church. This week as we continue with our 21 days of prayer and fasting, let us come together as a family, pray from Monday evening until Friday evening from 6 until 7 p.m. Refreshments will be served and on Friday we will be celebrating breaking the fast as a family. Our weekly ministries which are Dawn Prayers, Reflect, our prayer meeting and design will reopen first week of February. Kindly join us every Sunday morning at half past eight for intercessory prayer followed by the main service at 9 a.m. We look forward to seeing you. Stay blessed and enjoy the rest of the service. Family, once more, we've come to an important time of this service that time for listening to the word of God, that time for listening to God speaking, himself speaking to us. We've got no any other than our senior pastor, Dr. Elijah Matlangu, who is here to share the word of God with us. Wherever you are, let's welcome the pastor and sit under the ministry of God. May God bless you all, amen. Greetings in the powerful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Is that not wonderful to be in the house of God today? I invite you, let us sit around the table and feed from God's word. Now, throughout this month of January, we have been encouraging each other in the light of the beginning of this new year. Today's message is not different. It is further encouraging us to be prepared for 2022. Our message today is taken from one of the shortest Psalms in the Bible, Psalm 127. Now, psalms are 
generally categorized. They are psalms of salvation, psalms of repentance, and so on. So our psalm today, Psalm 127, is categorized as a psalm of accent, or it falls in the category of the psalms of accents. Now, this psalm and the others that are found in this category were sung by the pilgrims when the Israelites went for pilgrimage to worship God in Jerusalem in the temple. They were singing such psalms or such songs. Now, when you uh, travel to Jerusalem, it's always um, going up, going up to Jerusalem. Hence, this psalm is called, or this category or grouping of psalms is, or are called the psalms of accents. Now, they were singing these psalms, as you will see, the content has to do with the protection of God. Now, the roads leading to Jerusalem were very dangerous. There were thieves who were waiting to rob the pilgrims who were going to Jerusalem. We read elsewhere in the Bible, Luke 10, verse 30. In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. So the pilgrims, people who were going to Jerusalem to worship God, they were conscious of these dangers. So they were singing these psalms, and in Ta'alia, they were proclaiming that God will protect them. So as I said, this psalm is located in the psalms of accents. Now, many scholars believe that this psalm was written by Solomon. Now, we know very well that Solomon was the wisest man ever lived and there hasn't been anyone even after him who was wiser than Solomon but we know very well that the latter part of his life he realized that life without God is vanity of vanities hence we read in Ecclesiastes Chapter 1, verse 2, meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. That is in the NIV. In the New King James Version, vanity of vanities, says the preacher, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Now, Solomon attests to the fact that when you take a journey when you are on a pilgrimage 
of life. If you do not recognize God, all is in vain. Vanity of vanities. Meaningless. Everything is meaningless without God. Now, this is the thrust. This is the essence. This is the core of our message today. That as we journey through 2022, all is vanity. All is meaningless without God. Like this pilgrims, we are singing a song, a song pleading for God's protection upon our lives. Now, the outline of our message today consists of four axioms. Now, what is an axiom? By definition, an axiom is a statement or proposition which is regarded as being established, accepted, or self-evidently true. Some synonyms will help. True saying, well-established principle, a dictum, statement of fact or statement of truth. Now, in our context today, in the context of this message, uh, an axiom means there are established truths in the word of God. Nobody can change them. And they apply to our lives. Now, the theme of our message today is God is the architect of our destiny. As I said, our message consists of four axioms. The first axiom, axiom number one, is very clear. Solomon says, unless God builds the house, it's builders labor in vain. That is in the NIV. I like it in the Message Bible. It says, if God doesn't build the house, the builders only build shacks. In other words, without God, you are just like a person who is building a shack. What Solomon says here is that our human efforts without God are futile. Now, building a house here is more metaphorical than real or literal. It means when you start something, starting a journey, starting a project, starting a business, or starting a new year, Solomon says, those who build the house, and God is not the one who builds the house, they labor in vain. I wish to submit today that there are two ways of doing things in the context of this message. The first way is doing it my way. In other words, I have my own agenda. I have my own resources. I have my own efforts. I have my own strengths. 
I am going to do it my way. Now that doesn't mean that we are ignorant of God's way or God's ways. In most cases we flounder when we veer away from God's ways. We know what is truth. We know what is acceptable. Clearly, God speaks to Abraham and Sarah. And God tells them, in your old age, I'm going to perform a miracle. You have passed the stage of childbearing. But believe that you will get, you will receive, you will conceive a child of the promise. They waited. They waited. And they filled. Even though they knew what God had promised. But they felt that let us try and assist. And they did it their way. And the result was an Ishmael was born. Ishmael was born. That is the consequence. When we veer away from God's way, we will give birth to Ishmael's, which will continue in most cases to be the thorn in the flesh. But doing it God's way rewards. That's the second way, is to be patient, is to follow the ways of the Lord. It is to reject the way of the flesh. It is to seek God's guidance. It's to hope against hope. Now, let us admit, in most cases, doing God's will, to be patient, it's not the most attractive thing in the world. So the first axiom, as we pull, as we Jenny, through this year, navigate through this year. Very clear. Solomon says, unless God builds the house, those who build are laboring in vain. Let us, beginning of the year, take a decision, conscious decision. I'm going to do it God's way. The second axiom is that God is the architect of our security. Now, 100, Psalm 127, 1b. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Now, this axiom does not suggest that there is no watchman. There is a watchman who guards over the city. Now, Solomon says, unless God guards the city, those who guard, guard over the city are doing it in vain. We all know we live in a country where there are security hazards. We have contingency plans around our lives, around our houses, around our cars, high walls, around the properties, 
and so on. This axiom doesn't suggest, it doesn't mean that we should be lax as far as our security measures are concerned, as much as possible. Let us protect ourselves. Let us protect our loved ones. Let us protect our property. But what this axiom means is the enemy sometimes outsmarts our efforts. Yes. Have you heard of cases? Where the house was secured, it was having all features, security features, but the thieves, they managed to get entry into the house. That is the fact of the matter. Sometimes we are outsmarted, but today God says, and those God guards the city, those who guard over it are doing it in vain. No one will outsmart God. No one is bigger than God. There is no plan. There is no strategy that is bigger than God. We will continue with our security features, but above them, there is a God who guards over us. Therefore, this second axiom, at the beginning of the year, we are saying, yeah, we are going to try by all means to protect ourselves, our family, our children, our property. But above that, there is a God who is bigger than any other threat to our lives. The third axiom is the fact that God works in our work. God works in our work. Now, Psalm 127 verse 2. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Now, I plead that we should not misinterpret this axiom. Is it vain to wake up early in the morning? No, it's not in vain. It's actually good. Is it a bad thing to work hard up until late at night? No, it's a good thing to do. There's nothing wrong in doing that. But I believe what the Bible says here, what Solomon says here, is that whatever thing that we do, waking hard, waking up in the morning, sleeping late at night, should not be done at the expense of our well-being. There are Christians who are so busy that they do it at the expense of their spiritual well-being, at the expense of their own health, at the expense
expense of their family, at the expense of their health spiritually. Some of us are not reading the Bible correctly. Some of us are not spending enough time in prayer. It's not because we don't know what to do. But it is because we are so preoccupied with other things out of our own spirituality. This is what this axiom says. Now what it simply means is that let us work hard. But let us not be overly anxious. Let us know for sure. God is in charge. God is in control. Yes, we should not be anxious or rather overly anxious. Matthew 8 verse 24 to 25. Suddenly, a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us. We are going to drown. Jesus was sleeping in the midst of the storm. The disciples were anxious. We are going to die. We are going to drown. But Jesus was sleeping in the midst of of the storm. I'm not saying we must be slothful, but let us not be overly anxious. We continue to get positive feedback about the daily devotional word. And people are saying, even those who wrote some of the articles, the book down. It is anointed article after article, day after day. As I read, they are anointed. Now this is how the whole devotional word starts. First of January, I wrote an article through chartered waters. And as our text is Isaiah 43 verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Shout the name of the Lord. We are going through the uncharted waters of 2022. There are fires we are going to go through, floods we are going to go through, criticisms, sometimes negative criticisms we are going to go through. But God will be with us. For God works in our work. Now, the fourth axiom, our families are important to God. God has interest in our families. And we read here in verse 3, 
to verse 5 about children. Children are a heritage from God. Offering a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior. Are children born in, in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. Now, we read here, just to paraphrase what these verses are saying. Children are a heritage from God. Children are fruit of the womb. Like arrows in the hand of the warrior, they shall speak with their enemies as a gate. What is this all about? Now, obviously, full of parallelism, full of imagery, full of metaphor, full of figure of speech. Now, I believe the Bible is about family. Hence, God communicates his word to us through familial metaphors. God is a father. We are his children. The church is the oikos, is the house of God. We should love one another. We are brothers and sisters. So the Bible is about family. The affirmation of family. So in our pilgrimage, I believe throughout 2022, if we were not serious about family, if we only looked at ourselves and not our family, prayed only, prepared for us, not family, I want to believe that we should reconsider that. At some stage, Pharaoh thought it's only the men who are supposed to go out of Egypt, all the adults. But Moses corrects that. He says in verse 9 of Exodus chapter 10, We will go with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, and with our flocks and herds, because we are to celebrate a festival to the Lord. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior. This is who our children are. In other words, when we think about the bow and arrow, it's warfare. It's battle. Praise the name of the Lord. God is not only fighting us. He's fighting our family as well. He's fighting our children as well. Doesn't matter how small, big your children are. They are, the word says, they are like an arrow in the hand of the warrior. Long after we are gone, they will continue to fight the battle. They will continue with the vision, with the mission of this church. 
Solomon also says, they shall speak with their enemies at the gate. What is this supposed to mean? Now, in biblical times, especially in the Old Testament, the gate was the city of government. Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The government of hell shall not prevail against it. So here Solomon says that our children will speak to their enemies in at the gate. There are several enemies that are confronting our children. Listening to the different provincial governments after the results, matric results were released. And some of them giving reasons why in their provinces the pass rate went down. Some of them are blaming this on teenage pregnancy, on the abuse of alcohol, on drugs, and so on. These are some of the enemies that are confronting our children. But the word of God says today that our children will speak with their enemies at the gate. What it simply means is that our children will prevail over the challenges because we have prepared them for warfare. We have prepared them for battle. They will overcome. Just speak victory. Speak life into your children. Somebody shout the name of the Lord. I'm excited today. Because as we journey through 2022, we are not looking, we are not looking forward for defeat, but for victory in the name of Jesus. In conclusion, our message today is that God is the architect of our destiny. God has predetermined a victory. For this year, God's purposes, God's plans about our lives, about our family, about our church, about our finances uh, will never be thwarted. Proverbs 19 verse 21. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that will prevail. We are told that each day about 8,000 thoughts, ideas are flashing through our minds and some of them are not building us. Some of them are not beneficial to us. But praise God, the purposes of God, many other plans in our hearts, but the purposes of God will prevail. Isaiah 14 27 For the Lord Almighty has purposed, and who can thwart him? 
His hand is stretched out and who can turn it back? The Lord has purpose about our lives. Who can thwart his purposes about our lives? Psalm 27 verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Yes, God will order our steps this year. God will make sure that he has setups for us. God will lead us to the right connections of our lives, spiritually and otherwise. Today, in this service, we are saying the plans and the purposes of God about our lives will prevail in the name of Jesus. Let me talk to you at the conclusion of this message. Yes, you have heard right. God is the architect of our destiny. Throughout this year, he will be with us. Never leave us, nor forsake us. Let's continue to trust him. Let's continue to trust his word in Jesus' name. Let me offer prayer for you, for your family, and everything that has to do with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Your word is true. Your word is alive. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. We live by your word. And we believe today that my brother out there, my sister out there, you know them. You know about them. We pray that let this word that they've received today be alive in their lives. In Jesus' name, we have prayed.